Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. After a shocking title change last week and more brawls than you can shake a stick up, we made it! We're here! The Great American Bash is upon us, so happy 4th of July a couple of days ago. Because we had former pals colliding, we had million dollar straps on the line and a butler stipulation, and maybe, 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 maybe some belts found some new shoulders to sit on. And above all else, Samoa Joe looked terrifying absolutely every time the camera zoomed in on his big, gorgeous, horrific face. But enough jibber jabber, we are here right now to do the ups and downs for this week's NXT Great American Bash Edition. So buckle up, folks. I'm Gareth from What Culture Wrestling and these are the ups and downs for NXT Great American Bash. Straight away, I loved the way this show kicked off because we had a lovely little tribute to Dusty Rose. We had his voice just serenading the whole highlight slash promo package for the Knights. That was very cool. And then as soon as we got into the CWC, there was like a Statue of Liberty set. And we love unique sets in the world of WWE. So this is all again one big up. Main roster, main roster, I'm looking at you. You need to learn some lessons from NXT. And we wasted absolutely no time here because we jumped straight into the first match of the night. And it was the NXT Tag Team championship encounter between MXK, the champions, and Tommaso Ciampa and Toothless Timmy Thatcher. Honestly, coming into this, I was seriously excited because you just love the high-risk ability of MSK and the grittiness of Toothless Timmy and Tommaso Ciampa, and you'd be pleased to know they delivered It's Gonna Get In Up. But the main narrative coming into this was that Tommaso Ciampa said that MSK are actually the underdogs in a match where they're the champions, and this seemed to have pissed them off because Nash Carter just threw himself at Tommaso Ciampa with a corkscrew crossbody early on, and I was like, you know what? These boys ain't nobody's underdogs. And things just seem to be going better and better for MSK in this match because they started picking up momentum. They hit their assisted moonsault at one point. And you could just sense that perhaps Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher weren't on the same page that they thought they were. They're reading separate books. They're both very compelling books and very good at getting the job done books. But they are different books all the same. Like, there was a point where Timothy Thatcher accidentally wiped out Tommaso Ciampa and he ended up in the corner. He got 619'd round the ring post by Wesley. That guy can just make anything happen. And then it was near fall central. We had a Project Champa for a near fall, a Swanton bomb into a corkscrew dive thing for a near fall. There were just near falls coming at you all the time. And just when it looked like things were all going to come together for Toothless Timmy and Old Man Champa on the back of a fairy tale ending was like the, the assisted one that they do into an ankle lock. Champa got thrown into Timmy and then Timmy got rolled up for the MSK victory. But before we could get too hung up on all that, we had Samoa Joe and William Regal stood in the middle of the CWC arena in the middle of the ring and they were like, right, this carrying cross stuff, this Johnny Gargano madness, this mess, we need to address it. So get your asses out here. We're going to talk. And that's precisely what happened. But then Johnny Gargano 
Gargano literally like a second after Regal was like, lads, let's just be civil. Let's talk about it. He was like, yeah, I'll be civil. You suck, Karrion. He also said that Cross was terrified of being exposed by Gargano because he's obviously the better technical wrestler and all that mumbo jumbo. So he said that and then Regal was like, all right, prove it. So we're going to have an NXT championship match next week. That is happening. Cross then proceeded to tell us what he does in the morning, like the three things he reminds himself every single day when he wakes up. He says he's going to keep hold of his NXT championship, he's going to main event WrestleMania one day, and he's going to win the WWE title. And he said all Johnny does is put on his wife's jeans. Ah, got him. Regal obviously didn't want to hear any of this, and he was like, oh yeah, on top of that, we're going to have Samoa Joe, a special guest referee. And Gargano was like, ha, yeah, Joe, Joe, Joe. And also, you cannot lace up my wife's boots, which is brilliant. It popped me. We're going to bring up the Gargano meter. It's going to get a 91%. That is the first time we've gone into 90s. It was that damn good. Honestly, I've still not got any idea who exactly I'm going to root for in this feud. It just seems like two heels going at it. It's like a bickering whiny heel and a big bad nasty heel. When heels collide, you get two feet doing that. Mm. But that announcement, all the NXT Championship stuff for next week, it's obviously going to get an up because I want to see Joe kill somebody if he's provoked. We had a quick Kushida promo after this and he was just talking about the fact that his championship and his reign shines brighter than a diamond because get it? Diamond Mine, that team that battered him a few weeks ago. He's obviously going to be just wrapped up in a big feud with them going forward but I think he needs to get some friends, like a few people to back him up because those diamond boys look like diamond badasses. We have million dollar championship action straight on down the line. It was LA Knight taking on Cameron Grimes and obviously the big stipulation in this match was if Cameron Grimes lost, he was gonna be a butler to your boy night. And honestly, with each match that these two have, the chemistry is just, it's, it's growing, it's evolving, it's gonna get an up because probably solely for the fact that Cameron Grimes, within seconds of this match starting, went after Knight, he kicked him on the side of the apron and just hit a high-flying crossbody out of nowhere, this man was a man-possessed man. And it was looking like early on, Grimes just had an answer for everything that LA Knight did. There was a slingshot shoulder tackle thing that Knight always does, he tried to do that but he got Superman forearmed in the face, but before long, LA Knight hit him with like a power slam and then it happened! I want it because the Nature Boy returned for some car repair promo stuff. He cut loads of promos on expensive car repairs. Did it make any sense? Did it need to? All I know is I want it. Woo! I want it. We then came back after the break to see Cameron Grimes doing his wicked Spanish fly thing straight onto LA Night. And I love the story that was being told there because you just had the fact that Grimes would not stay down. He got reverse Death Valley driver at one point and he wouldn't go. He would not stay on the floor. Even when LA Knight introduced the million dollar championship, Grimes tried to roll him up, then Knight rolled him up, and then Grimes hit a poison runner on your boy and it was just, oh, it was so painfully beautiful. And then the sugar honey iced tea hit the fan because Cameron Grimes suddenly got DDT'd out of nowhere. The belt, the belt had slid out of the ring, hit the floor, hit the little cement thing on the bottom, and and then he got DDT'd onto that and his body, his body went limp. It was, it was really hard to watch. But Grimes did manage to beat the county, roll himself back into the ring. You were like, there's a chance, maybe he could do it. Well, well, maybe not because he got BFT'd then by LA Knight, the million dollar champion. He won the match, retains his belt and you know what that means. Cameron Grimes is going to be a butler and I'm not completely sad about it, sorry. Because the skits and the sketches, all of it alone is going to be fantastic. It'll make us forget about the fact that he, he fell here, he stumbled at this hurdle, and it'll just be great because he's a comedic genius. And then later down the line, when he does win the million dollar championship, because that is going to happen, it'll be all that much more satisfying. This is just good storytelling. 
The NXT Women's Champion Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai were backstage having an interview by Mackenzie Mitchell. And when she asked, oh, what do you think of like tonight's NXT Women's Tag Team Championship match? They both answered at the same time and there was Aquimo tension. We like it. They then went on to say that they're going to put Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon out for real this time. They're going to batter him. But the real story here was the fact that there was still that tension. It was still simmering and I just can't wait for the implosion which is inevitably coming probably just before a takeover. The NXT 2021 Breakout Tournament competitors, contenders, whatever you want to call them, they were all introduced after this. They stood all down the ramp. They had a cool little moment where you zoomed in on each person. They had like a little sound bite from the commentary team. They were like, this guy does this. This guy's really big. That guy's a good high flyer. I like it felt like the Cruiserweight Classic kind of feeling, so it's all gonna get up. The aforementioned NXT Women's Tag Team Championship encounter was on the horizon. Straight after this, it was Io Shirai and Zoe Stark taking on the champions, The Way, Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae. In this match, it's gonna get an up, but not just any up, damn it. It's gonna get yellow highlighter of the week up because I loved everything in the match. Everything in the end of the match, well, mostly everything, we'll talk about it. Again, I really enjoyed the story coming into this one of Io Shirai and Zoe Stark not exactly getting along, but respecting each other, but not really being a team, being two individual athletes athletes really having to pull it together on one single night. But were they able to bring it together on the night? Well, the answer you will be pleased to hear is a resounding yes. I was impressed by the fact that they were able to work together and pull off a few little tag team manoeuvres, just they've been working on a few things through the week. But Zoe Stark in particular, she was just pulling out like inziguris and knees that just make you shiver. You watch them and go, oh my, I don't want to be that other person because it looks very painful. And then there was the brilliant moment where Io Shirai and Candice LeRae finally came face to face once again and just went at it and Shirai hit with like a Tiger faint kick, a springboard missile drop kick. It was all great stuff. My teeth, I was getting sunk into it. I could taste the brilliance. It was also a really nice moment towards like the middle phase, middle end phase of the match where LeRae locked in the Gargano escape and Indy Hartwell locked in the silence. So if you, you join those dots, Dexter Loomis, and yeah, that was, that, this was one of the few times it worked for me. Index worked. In this moment, frame it, it worked. But just when it was looking like the way had the upper hand, a battery, the battery, flashed up on screen. It got up to 99%, then it got fully charged, the whole lights blacked out, everything was going crazy, and you know who it was, Tekken Knox popped up. She was stood at the top of the stage. She was like, I'm back, baby. And of course, this distracted everybody. Lerae was then knocked out of the ring. Indy Hartwell was hit with the K360, which is now my favorite finisher in all of WWE. I absolutely love it. Zoe Stark got the pin. So your new champions are Io Shirai and Zoe Stark, and I could not be happier. But we didn't really have a moment to drink this in because then Tegan Knox just went straight after Candice LeRae. Obviously, LeRae was the person who technically KFA put her out of action. So that was the thing. They brawled, brawled out the CWC. And then, like, the camera just panned back into the ring. We're like, oh, yeah, new champions. And they celebrated with the belts. I'm so happy that we're just going to see Io Shirai defending titles. Zoe Stark's got a first ever belt in WWE. That's really cool as well. This was, it was a nice little feel-good moment. And not even the fact that Dexter Loomis then popped up and picked up Indy Hartwell and walked her down the aisle and she was like, oh, this is strange, but I love him. Not even that could take away, take any of the shine off this match. I really enjoyed it. It was just good stuff. A quick Tony Storm interview backstage. She was talking about the fact that she now wants Raquel Gonzalez. She wants a championship match, even though she's not really won many big matches in recent times. So I'm not sure why she deserves one. And then she was like, oh, Saray, I heard that you want a match against me, but you're, you're way beneath me. You, you don't deserve a match against me, so it's a no. So she wants a match she's not going to get, and she doesn't want a match that she should get. 
It was all very weird. Something a little bit different went down on this week's NXT, this Great American Bash version of it at least. We had a Cypher celebration for the North American champion, the brand new one that is Isaiah Swerve Scott. Hit Row came out and did loads of rapping and I really enjoyed it. It was great. B-Fab was spitting lines, Top Dollar was on a roll, Swerve just upped the pace and went ridiculously quick. I couldn't even catch what he was saying but it sounded cool. It was good stuff. It's getting it up. Hell, it was that good. I was a little bit inspired myself and I may or may not have written a rap. Brushing off my mic because Hit Row be back in town. Top Dollar got his cap and chain on, so you know about to go down. I'm just a bald guy in his bedroom, throwing words out, but even I can see this new unit and what it's all about. Word. Regan and Joe offered up their thoughts on the Great American Bash, like what had gone on so far, what was coming in the future, and then Samoa Joe was like, right, I know I'm going to be the enforcer next week, but it's going to be fine, I'm not going to get involved, unless somebody provokes me. And you know what? I think someone will. And just like that, it was time for your main event of the evening. It was Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. Doth and this match, he get an up. I really loved the little details straight away as Adam Cole made his way down to the ring. You could see that his knee was bandaged up and that is obviously because Kyle O'Reilly had put him in the heel hook last week. It was a bit of a continuation of the story. We love this stuff. You'll probably be surprised here that the two grappled. Yay, straight away. That's just what they do. But it was not the BJJ expert that came out on top. It was Adam Cole. I know, shock. And then on the back of like an armbar ankle lock transition thing, I was really surprised by the fact that the crowd suddenly turned on Kyle O'Reilly. They were like, you still suck. You still suck. This experiment appears to be failing. Now, obviously, these two know each other so well, it was just reversal crazy. It was reversal central. They were just dodging things, ducking things. But then eventually, eventually, Adam Cole, again, went a little bit too far, didn't he? Because after he suddenly just started like having a monologue midway through the match and saying, I am better than you, Kyle O'Reilly. You're a disappointment. And you know what? You're not just a disappointment disappointment to yourself, you're a disappointment to your stupid wife. He said those words, and you know what happened? Kylo Riley, he's not happy. You don't call someone's wife stupid. So he let rip. He went absolutely crazy. He ran straight to the corner, started beating up Adam Cole, and Adam Cole just knew he knew what he was doing. He baited him in, dropped down, hit him with a super kick, and then rammed his knee into the turnbuckle. This, this kind of drama works. Drama from last week, where it felt like a school play, nada. And it was just more of the same as the match went on, just with more drama pumped and infused into the whole proceedings. He had heel hooks, transitioned into figure four leg locks, transitioned into more heel hooks, what more do you want? Like it honestly felt like at one point every single shot and every single move that was being done was like a Hail Mary. It was like, ah, have that, that's my last shot. There was a Panama sunrise on the concrete on the outside that made my neck crack a little bit. I was like, how, how did that just happen? We then hit the near fall run of this match, this big epic where everyone just kicks out of everything. You had kick outs from the last shot, the kick outs or the misses at least from the flying knees from the top rope. And then Adam Cole went to the second rope, went for another Panama sunrise, but got Need in the stomach by an injured knee. An injured knee from Kyle O'Reilly, so he dropped to the floor like a sack of spuds. So this opened the door for Adam Cole to actually hit the second Panama Sunrise and the last shot for the win. 1 1. We're going to get a rubber match here, aren't we? And look, I've said it all along, the matches themselves are great. This, in isolation, was fantastic wrestling product that you just want to see each and every week. It was good. But the story, it's gone backwards. We've had the really hellacious, unsanctioned match, then a really good wrestling match. Are we just going to have like a sparring session for the rubber match? I don't know where we're going to go. But if we are going to go into the stipulation realm, where do we go with it? Are we going to get the typical three out of fours match? Are we going to get a shark tank match? Are we going to get fight pit? What is going on? My brain's going crazy. Let me know what stipulations you think we should go through with this feud, this program next. 
So those have been your ups and downs for this week's NXT Great American Bash, and it was a goodie. I loved it. I absolutely adored this show, so it's going to get a massive up from me. Not a single negative. No downs. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.